podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. Joined by Sebi and Reems. How are you doing? Good, bro. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But just yeah. introduce us both at the same time. So, Ben Reeves, how you doing? Let's all get <laughs> out of the way, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> Pack show, bro. <laughs> we, we, we actually have a lot to get through. So, before we uh, get to it, I would like to apologise because we had a severe pa- Patreon that I forgot to upload. So, that's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, uh, we will have... Uh, we will have a re- reaction this Sunday um, for the Villa game. Um, and I will remember to up- upload it this time. Um, but make sure to su- subscribe to the Patreon. Um, and, um, I mean, let's get it. Let's get into it. Um, we're going to start with the bad and then get to the good. So, um, on Thursday, um, I, I didn't watch the match because I was supporting my team at West Ham. So, I went to the stadium. Um so Reams, Wagwan in Seville, bro. Jacob, <laughs> Harry Maguire. That's said Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> and David De Gea, Quintana, were playing against their team, and gave El Nasiri a goal for no reason, and from then, that Seville crowd started booming. That, that Europa heritage took over and we were a cut product from there on in. Uh, midfield was whack. Flipping, really miss Bruno. Front three, four-play front three, as I like to call them. You know, we went into halftime at 1-0. Could have got back into it. Brought on Rashford at halftime, brought on Shaw. And boy, <laughs> got packed in immediately after halftime and that was it. Game over. Um, what was the line? What was the lineup? Can I, was it De Gea, Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, um, Dallo, Sabitza, mm-hmm. Casemiro, Eriksen, Sancho, Marshall, and Anthony? Right. Yeah. Um, and that was I think that the only change was Bruno from the Nottingham Forest game. Uh yeah. Um, Se- Se- Sebi, what did you think about the? The first half, yeah, like uh, similar to what Reem said. Uh, you know, when you're away, I think you you have to do the your, your the best to quiet uh, um, the away crowd. But yeah, like I, I think it was okay. But as soon as you know that goal uh, went in, I think it was just over from there. And for me, like we have a lot of mentally weak players um, in this team where. When we go a, a goal down and like the the crowd is like against us and stuff like that, there's certain characters that we've mentioned like Maguire, De Gea. They start to shirk. They start to they start to hide and make and then eventually make more mistakes. So yeah, man, it was just it was just it was just to be honest, like Sevilla deserved deserve to, to to be up uh one and actually really and truly they should have if they if they had a bit more concentration in um the final third they probably would have blamed us in the first half like three 0 so yeah um so 
that was another away defeat in uh, away grounds. I just want to ask, in terms of our away defeats and the really embarrassing ones this season, I, I know that the stats about how many goals we've conceded away from home um, and the lack of being a big team in the Premier League away from home. What do you put, how much of a percentage do you put that down to Ten Hag and his tactics? And how much do you put it down to the players' ability, their man, tally, and stuff like that? For me, I'm, I'm going straight on the players' ability and tactics. So let, let's say, I, I think like some of the games, I would say like overall, it's maybe like 35, 40% Ten Hag's fault. Yeah. But for me, I think the large majority uh, like lays on the players because we've seen what they were on last season. And I think for us to even be in this position, having a trophy, um, having beaten some, like having not really beaten some big teams away, but having beaten big teams at home, it's just for me, I can't really say too much on Ten Hag. I just think like the players are just scared, man. We've got too much, too much, too much players that are scared. Um, there's the there's a hangover of last season, and it's like it's like a tug of war. I think Ten Hag is like pulling one side, and the players with a poor mentality are pulling the other side and some some days the players win some days fucking Ten Hag wins but when the players win they really free win and we get smashed 7-0 you know what I'm saying so um, for me I'm going 60% players because ultimately man you're a professional footballer man like a club like Man United with the players that we have even though I don't think they're the standard mentally they should at least be the standard and when things are going horribly wrong they should be leaders on the pitch and Bruno has actually been um He's been, he's he's actually he he's one of the ones that in some games he hasn't been a leader, where you need to get people around you and you need to just fucking sort it out, bro. And we just ain't we don't have nobody like that in in the bigger away games. Um, Reams, I I wanna focus more on the players' ability. Do you think our our ability to really control a game really works against us in these big games? Yeah, um, we lose the midfield battle eight times out of ten. And I mean, bro, you had Nemanja Gudej doing Rabona crosses into our box. Gudeli, Gudeli was doing that to us. He was styling and profiling, but they don't oh, <laughs> they, no. they rate us at all. You had Ivan Rakitic, forty-seven years old, sourcing it on on the entire midfield. Like, bro, like when we go into games like this, right? Bro, like, even, like, the teams we're playing against, even if their players are average, but just the technical base is on a different level to ours. Man, like, obviously, Rakitic was, was a great player in his prime. He's, he ain't going to lose your technique, but just, bro, like, we don't have a guy in midfield on the technical level of flipping Rakitic, bro. How is a team that's supposed to have aspirations of being a dominant team lack such technical quality and security in the midfield and on top of that obviously you're playing you're playing two guys in Ericsson and Sabitzer in midfield who both of them are not centre mids and you've got Casemiro flipping basically playing one on three in midfield he's not the most technically secure guy as well so he's fighting for his life off the ball and he's fighting for his life on the ball as well so yeah man the, midf- the midfield in these big moments like when Bruno's not there like getting his 80-90 touches a game it leaves a lot to be desired is there a way for like Ten Hag to set us up to 
combat that with the personnel and the shape, though. Yeah, plays in an eight ball. <laughs> I was about to say play Rob Hot Holden, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get flamed for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have to come on. I mean, you spoke about it at the start. Um, De Gea. Um, I mean, what? I don't even know what to ask. All, all I can say is De Gea. I mean, it's time to go. It's time, <laughs> it's time, it's time to go, bro. I can't. There's nothing else to say, bro. Like I've been, I was even saying I've I've been having this argument for the last two years, two three years, that in my opinion he's undone all the good he's ever done for this club, bro. Like he's shit at sandwich. he's at he yeah it's a shit sandwich, bro. That's that was where it came from, the shit sandwich, bro. Like, I remember that episode, bro. He's undone everything he's done for this club, bro. How can you come to Man United and your shit? Then you have a period where you're like, all right, like you're on fire, you're good, or whatever, and then end with an absolute disaster, bro. You are like, but do you know what this is? This is Man United holding on to players too long anyway, man. It's it's our own fault. We just have to blame our own fault because had this been Fergie days, this guy would have been shipped out ages ago and would be making these mistakes somewhere in fucking Ibiza. So for now, <laughs> the fact that bro is making these mistakes at Man United, it's, it's only the club, it's the club to blame, man. We're, we're too loyal. We're still trying to keep him um, and... Bro, that contract that he declined of uh, uh, reportedly 200k, he better call up because he's not getting 200k from anywhere in this world. Like nobody, he's not getting 200k from nobody. Like, so he better call whoever back up and accept that contract, man. And to be honest, it's, it's even annoying me now that 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 potentially he may stay. But yeah, man, that guy is he's, he's crazy, man. He's crazy. The deficiencies of the hair. Are unlike I've ever seen. Like it's like he's a keeper from the seventies, bro. Bro don't want to come <laughs> off his line. Bro don't want to come and claim the ball. Bro can't kick. Bro doesn't know about decision making. Like it's just mad. Like if he if he's not in the game for 20-30 minutes, bro, first shot he's gonna be his legs. He's always saving shit with his legs. I remember when they always used to talk about his unorthodox uh, saves with his legs. I knew as he gets older and those reflexes. Those reflexes fucking stop, bro. It's just gonna get impact. He's just gonna get packed in, and you see this guy's knee can't even move his knees. He's moving like Bambi. Yeah, man, the guy's cooked, man. He's cooked, man. We fucked up. Should have got rid of him ages ago. Um, I, I just had a quick check through FB Ref, and um, I was I was just looking at in terms of crosses stop from 2017. So essentially, his cross shot percentage across. Europe, um, it, in fact, just compared to his peers in the Premier League, the highest he has ever been in terms of cross stop is the ninth percentile. So essentially, ninety-one percent of the keepers at at, at his best, ninety-one percent of the keepers have been better at stopping crosses than the hair, and at at his worst, ninety-eight percent have been better at stopping crosses than the hair, and that's just one. Statistic. I mean, his. By the way, his shot, his um, post, um, post shot xG, which essentially shows how good your shot shot saving is. Um, it's been average since his amazing season in twenty seventeen. It's just been zero, 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 zero. So essentially, he's been conceding what you expect on the 
basically. So essentially, he's adding nothing in terms of his shot stopping. Um, and his all-round game is essentially adding nothing statistically with with cro- with crosses stopped, high claims. He's a bit his his ability to play out the to to play out to his ability to sweep. So Reams, I mean, you we, we speak about the ability to um, control games. How much does the hair being there affect that as well? Um. I think it's very, I think it's it's very difficult to be able to control games with a keeper like De Gea because they're the first, the, the goalkeepers are the first line of build up, and a, a goalkeeper, especially when they're playing against teams that press high, is the first person that allows you to beat the press, whether by playing a good ball between uh, two pressing attackers or if if a team is pressing high on. The two centre backs. If there's a spare man, like a fullback, for example, they could clip it out onto onto the wings to the fullback. The Gea struggles to to do all of those things. If we're being pressed high, if our centre backs are being pressed, he's launching it out of the pitch and into touch, or he's launching it right up to like centre backs, and we have to fight for a second ball and we just turn possession over. So, just being able to get through that first line of a team's press with a goalkeeper like the Gea is very difficult. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the third goal was just an absolute mess. Um, he tried to take a touch and gave it to N- Nesby. So even when he tries to do some progressive keeping, he just stinks anyway. And then coming on to um, Maguire, um, how much does Maguire coming in for Mar? How 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 much does Maguire coming in for Mar? How much does it affect us that Maguire has come in for Martinez or will be? Coming in for Mar Mar Martinez. Um. Okay, so I think you lose a lot in build-up play. You lose a lot of aggression in terms of like jewels. I think the thing that made United so good, even though we couldn't control games in the midfield, is that when you have guys like Martinez and Casemiro that are so good in physical jewels, one v one jewels, and recovering balls, like. You can you could counter press effectively, you could win second balls effectively, and that could help us break on teams that way instead of having to do it through traditional build up. When you have Maguire, you lose a lot of that. Um he takes a he takes a long time on the ball as well, so that helps teams regain their shape. Um and he just instills a lot of fear. And like when you have when you have I mean in his I mean in his teammates, not in opponents. So when you have a goalkeeper that instills fear and a and a and a centre back that instills fear and the crowd react to that, everyone starts getting a bit antsy in it. So like it doesn't it makes guys a little bit more apprehensive in in in, in their decisions and their movements and what have you. So it's it's it, it affects the team on a technical level, on a physical level, and a mental level as well. Just going back to the hair, I saw a stat from Statsbomb um, in terms of in the big five leagues the average number of defenders between the ball and the goal and the amount of shots we have blocked is basically, well, the amount of defence between the ball and the goal is the highest in Europe and we are the fifth highest in in Europe with the percentage of shots blocked. So, I mean, it does show how much we do protect the hair, the hair as well um, in terms of what, what we have done this season, which is a testament to our, our clean sheet 
record and not a testament to De Gea's um, ability to play out. So from 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 that debacle in Seville, we go to Brighton in the FA Cup. How were how were the both of you feeling in terms of that game, especially after what happened in midweek? I thought Brighton were gonna pack us up, man. Really and truly, I wasn't confident at all. And to be fair, I was ready to exit out of the FA Cup. Um, so yeah, but I was I wasn't confident at all. What about you, Rims? I thought we was gonna hold a proper cane, and still, I feel like I felt like that midfield battle was gonna be a complete mismatch. Um, apparently, it's just breaking news that Fabrizio Romano has said that De Gea will sign his new United contract soon. <laughs> For fuck's sake! What the fuck? I got I got to laugh like a villain right now because I'm. Oh gonna lose my it. god! Yeah, the, the, what the is going on with this club? This is crazy, man. Um, fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Um, go back to Brian. <laughs> the. Um, lineup. So obviously Maguire was was uh, suspended, having been booked in every round of the FA, FA Cup so, so far, except for the same final. Very um, impressive, by the way. Man's, man's drinking a yellow card every time he steps in the field. <laughs> Bro, I think I think sixty percent of his games he's got a yellow card this this season. I'm, I, I can't remember the stat exactly, but it's something dumb like that. Um, so um, our back line was Dallo, Shaw, and Lindelof centre back, and Wan Bissaka. Casemiro, Eriksson and Bruno came in for Sabitza and then Rashford came in for Sancho. Um, tactically, it was a very, in terms of the game, it wasn't a spectacle. A spectacle. Um, tactically, what did you think about United? Um, I think... In the first half, we didn't do a good job of pressing from the front. And it's not really even the attacking player's fault. I think United have have a weird style of pressing where the attacking players press high. So that would be Martial, um, Rashford, Anthony, and like, say, Bruno. But the back five doesn't back them up. So yeah. you have half of your team pressing high and then the and then the half of the team remaining deep. So if the team beats your press, they have the whole of the middle of the park to just waltz into. And when you have when you're playing against like Robert Sanchez, Adam Webster, Lewis Dunk, Moises Caicedo, they was beating our press like they was beating our press like it would like they was cutting through. But I think I seen you tweet something about like um we made an adjustment halfway through that started limiting their press a, a little bit more, but like, yeah, I, 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 when I see our press, I never understand what the hell's actually going on. I it's feel like, like I, sorry, I, I just feel like that game, I feel like that's a game where, so usually what happens is um, we usually get like the winger um, to press the free, the centre-back that's free while the striker go, goes to press the centre-back who has the ball. Yeah. Um, but if you watch Brighton, you know that that's exactly what they want because they want their fullbacks to be free. So 
all yeah, the they time. Drag, they wanna they wanna they wanna drag you into that press. Yeah. So every single time, Estupinian and Gross were just free for the whole game for 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 like the whole forty minutes for, for, for 35, 40 minutes. Then what we done is that it was either Ericsson or Bruno going to press the centre back, and then Anthony and Rashford stayed on the full backs, and we was able to win the ball back easier that way because we had essentially congested the middle and it was just much easier. And that's where we and that's when we, we started to turn over the ball. And I think there was a graphic I saw that we won the ball ten times in their in their defensive third, um, which was a throughout the whole hundred twenty minutes. So that that was quite good. But yeah, carry on, Reams. Yeah. So flipping, even with what you're saying, like the fullbacks always being free, that would have been less of an issue if like Dallo and Wambasaka was actually jumping to press their to press their fullbacks. Yeah. But they wasn't doing that. They were they were stay they were they were staying back. So, bro, like as soon as Brighton beat the first line of press, they just had a free run onto on onto our back four. You know what I mean? And obviously that's how um I think I'm sure Lindelof got an early booking or something like that. Was it Casemiro? Was it was it Casemiro? Like someone got an early booking because like bro, they were just trying to tackle someone in transition and I don't know, but flipping as the and so I feel like Brighton was like dictating the the, the flow of the game from from there. Obviously, Bruno got an early ankle injury, so I think that kind of affected his mobility throughout. Um, he's usually one of our better pressers as well. Um, Casemiro was winning a lot a lot of a lot of duels in midfield. He, he got his he got his customary booking as well, but he he was winning a lot of duels. But Ericsson, like bro, Pascal Gross was just ghosting in behind Ericsson. <laughs> Every chance he got, he was having a jolly up. And like when you, when you, when you, um, the Wembley pitch is huge as well, bro. So when you have to rely on a player like Ericsson to be aware off the ball with guys that are making smart movements, bro. That's a recipe. That's a recipe for disaster. So it wasn't great in the first thirty. I think, I think after a while, we kind of started recovering the ball a little bit better. And I think in the first half, on the balance of play, we ended up having the better chances. I yeah, think, yeah. I think Bruno had a good chance that he he struck just past the post where people said he probably should have cut it back. Then Casemiro for, forced um, uh, Robert Sanchez into a good save as well. I think Martial. I, I think Martial had a chance as well. I don't know if I remember that. Remembering that right? Yeah. He, he, so he he won it back and then he tried to chip the keeper with his weaker foot and he just yeah, went. Yeah. Stupid boy. <laughs> I think I think even though like Brighton was kind of like dictating. The game with the ball, I think we ended up coming away with, with, with the better chances in that first half. Um, and Sebi, the first 15 minutes of the second half, did you think it was just a matter of time before Brighton scored? Yeah, 100%, man. They, it, it looked crazy. Like, I, I felt like they just come out and they just upped the tempo a bit, and we just really couldn't deal with anything, man. Um, and it's actually interesting because. Uh, when uh, I just saw a graphic, and I think this probably come at around that time, and it said, uh, so Man United registered 10 high turnovers versus Brighton, the highest yeah, number yeah. among, yeah, and all <laughs> and all 10 possessions were registered after halftime. So I'm assuming it's obviously during that period where we just couldn't retain the ball and Brighton were just on us. Um, but yeah, man, I think 
we we managed to kind of swing momentum a bit. But yeah, that first fifteen minutes was hell. Um, it's interesting because that's that kind of coincides with the fact it came after half time. Fred came on for Ericsson Reams. Um, I'm just gonna let you go on Ericsson at this point. Um, second half when he was getting peppered, Ericsson was under it. Um, so I think most people identified that, yeah, bro, Brighton are starting to build up more and more momentum. They're starting to find more and more pockets of spaces, getting, getting, they're starting to create some dangerous openings now. So we really needed to get, we really needed to start recovering the ball higher up the pitch. And because Moises Caicedo was doing whatever he wanted. So when the Ericsson change came on, um, it really, it really helped us because Ericsson is is such is, is such a good presser off the ball. So we really started forcing turnovers high up the pitch as well. On on Moises Caicedo, we started jumping him a bit higher up the pitch. Um, I think we brought on Sabitzer as well for Anthony, I believe. Uh, yes. So yeah, Sabitzer is also another good presser. So when we when we brought on Sabitzer as well, we started kind of playing more to to our strengths in terms of. Being being a bit more physical, I think Casemiro. I think Casemiro was pretty decent in the second half as well, um, in terms of like especially ball recoveries and stuff like that. So it's kind of like similar to the Barcelona game where we really just focused on counter pressing. We focused on letting them play with the ball and and, and jumping at smart times and, and recovering the ball high up the pitch where we could break on them quickly onto their back four. So I think that I think Ten Hag made the Fred change at the right time. And I think it kind of helped us get back into the game because that first 15 minutes we was really struggling. So I think it was an interesting, it was an interesting like tactical battle in terms of game management because there was like, it, it was like peaks and troughs. There was like, there'll be like 10 minute periods where we kind of let Brighton um have a bit of control over play and then we'd get aggressive again and start and start and start forcing more openings. So I think I, I I I'd say tactically in terms of the type of team we are and the and the strengths of the players we've had, I think Ten Ten Hag got it got it pretty right. I think Brighton over the over the course of the game ended up creating the better chances, but we also had our chances to chances to win as well. And I think um I think our back four did pretty well, all things considered. Um Wambisaka was great on Matoma. I think Dalo had a really good game. I think Lindelof was top. I think Shaw did good as well. So yeah. I was about to come into the defense and I was about to come onto Wambasaka specifically. Um I mean it's a testament to Wambasaka that they've started the uh, Trent comparisons again. That shows how good he's been. Um Sebi, when it comes to the summer. What do you think we should do with the Rabat position in terms of keeping one or the other? It's a it's a complicated situation, man. I think for me, Wambasaka one hundred percent has to stay. Um, I think you know when when it, you know next season, hopefully we're we're fighting on multiple fronts. So obviously you need that cover, but also when you're in the Champions League, especially in the knockout stages. It's all about 1v1 duels. Um, and I think Wambasaka is going to be key if we get to some of those rounds. Um, 
and I just think it's 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 great to be able to swap in and swap out players that have a different skill set depending on who you're who you're playing. I think that was like one of the great things I think Fergie done really, really well was depending on who you're playing, he's going to just set up the right matchup and he's just going to play each game as they are. And I think um, Ten Hag should keep Wan-Bissaka because he, he's going to be crucial in, in those type of decisions. Um, it's an interesting one with Dalo because he had a good uh, vein of form before the World Cup and actually in the World Cup, I thought he was really, really good. So you can actually see that there's something there, but I just don't know if it's enough for me. I think his final, his final, his, his end product is really, really poor. Um, I think he he excels in the middle third because technically he's good, so he's able to come inside if he's playing on the left or on the right or whatever, um, and he's actually good at building up play and driving with the ball, but the defensive stuff before that is 50-50. You don't know what Dallow you're going to get. And then the attacking stuff for the technical ability he actually has is just incredibly poor. Like, he should be doing way better with how how good he actually is on the ball. So, if I had to choose, I'd keep Wambasaka and go get um, uh, attacking right back who's actually great at the final third. And then again, then you're able to, then you're able to swap out just depending on the game. Now, I don't mind Dalo actually playing left-back because I feel like he adds something quite different. So, I don't know if he has to go. I just think Wan-Bissaka 100% has to stay. What about you, Rims? Perfect time to sell Wan-Bissaka right now while his stocks are still up. This time last year, man was saying... <laughs> this time last year, man was saying Wan-Bissaka, would he, we couldn't even fetch 10 million for Wan-Bissaka now. We could get 30 for him now. So, boy... Perfect time. So there's no there's no redemption arc for you then. I think he's he's come and showed that he's a very good Premier League player. So he could he could he could he could go on and 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 do what needs to be done and have a good career. But for the team we're trying to become, nah, he's not it. <laughs> nah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought I'll be able to convince you but uh yeah i mean going on to wamasaka another one who there's potential about him leaving the summer lindelof he scored the winning penalty is that the best game you've seen of him in a united shirt me yeah well bro i don't know you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know bro i I can't bro i Lindelof, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Lindelof has probably had better games than that. But no, nah, he was really good. I just can't remember any of them. Uh, I mean, you, you, you had a good one versus your, your Venice back in 1819. I don't know but how you remember stuff like that, bro. Lindelof, <laughs> flipping hell. Yeah. I don't know what Lindelof looks like. <laughs> bro, um, is that so? Is that someone you would keep as a third centre back? Yeah, if he's willing to stay as and be a backup centre back, bro, like you can't really ask for. He's a starting level centre back that will be a backup. Like he could go and start in loads of teams in like Italy, Spain, probably. So yeah, bro, like you you want your backups to be starting level players. You know what I mean? Like you don't want your flipping backups to come in and the level drops. Like like there's a there's like a flipping chasm in quality between your first and second choice players. Like that's how you build like a good squad. 
like Man City, they be having like man like Laporte on the bench. You know what I mean? Kyle Walker and them man. You know what I mean? So that's how you build a good squad. Yeah, but that's just because Pep just decides he's gone and beef a different person for every season. <laughs> just like he done with, with, with Stones. He was beefing Stones for like two seasons, man. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Imagine having well, John Stones on your bench, like bro, bro. He was starting Eric Garcia over him for time. Nah, he's a nasty. But um, I was gonna get onto the attackers, but I don't, I, I don't remember a single thing they done. I, I, I genuinely can't remember much in terms of attacking, in terms of a right decision. There was loads of wrong decisions, especially from Anthony. Um. What about um Sancho's cameo when he came on? What did you think of it? Bruv, Sancho's an interesting character, man. I just think, like, at, at, this, at this stage in your career, the things you've currently gone through with Man United or whatever, when you come on Wembley Big Pitch, you just need to affect the game, man. Like, you're fit, ready, firing. In my opinion, you just... I just expect you to, like, affect the game... And take and grab that game, but what we're just realizing he's just yeah, it's just not that guy, man. But yeah, bro, Sancho, good luck to him, man. Good luck to him. I really, I, I feel sorry for him. I don't obviously don't want him to continue to be slandered, but bro, they find a new meme for you, like they find a new meme for him every day, and I just think yeah, it's just best if you just leave England and you just outside out of mind. Bro, bro, he needs to he needs to help me out, man. He needs to help me. <laughs> I want to fight. I want to fight for him. Like you know what I mean, no. bro. Help me out, no point, man. Like he, he. I, I've been calling him for the last like couple of weeks. A nearly player, Sancho is a nearly player. He nearly does something good. He nearly does this, but bro, like he just. I just don't think like the desire. I think I, I can't remember what, one of you two that will mention it. Maybe like a few months ago, maybe about six, seven months ago. Anyway, when we was discussing Sancho, just that the desire between like let's say like a Sancho versus like a Nazari, right? Where they're the 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 body type, the they're like basically the same in regards to like body type or whatever, right? But someone had a desire to act aggressive and actually affect the game. Right, you can go forward and affect the game in an aggressive manner, and you don't need to have pace. We see David Silva do that and smash up the prem. Like you can really affect the game if you want to. Um, so for me, the fact that he's not doing that uh, with the ability we've seen in Germany, it's just there's, there's nothing else to say, man. It's just like this is this isn't the right move for you. Hopefully, we can trick a club into into buying you, and we can just blame it on ourselves. Say, yeah, we're shit. That's why we didn't get the best of him. And hopefully, we can at least recoup half of the fee that we we pay for him, and we just go from there, man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean, the penalties were good, though. To be fair. How how concerned were you going into that penalty shot? Because before that, we had one one out of seven penalty shoot. I just need to hear we weren't going to save any. 
That's that's what I just knew. And the thing is, I'm looking at him, yeah, and this is why I say there's a mental issue. If you look, oh, maybe might have been from like the third or fourth penalty onwards, he starts to get jelly legs, like. And the reason why I know this, especially like when you're like fighting or like boxing or whatever, I've had like a similar thing where you're nervous when you first jump in when you're like sparring or whatever. Like, you're moving your legs, but it's not moving as sharp as it should. Like, you have to warm up into it, and then eventually you get your confidence or whatever. Bro, after the third penalty, I'm seeing he's not bouncing as sharp as he should be. Like, he's, like, scared. And I'm thinking, bro, like, you've been in this situation bare times. You're, like, if any, like, you're a keeper. So, if anything, like, the pressure isn't really on you. Like, like, and the thing is, it, like, you even saw it in the way he was diving. Like, some of his dives were just, like, half dives. Like, he wasn't committing to the, to the side. Like, he was just half diving. And that's because it's a mental thing. It's because, you're like, he's not... He wasn't aggressive with the saves. He's just... He's just, oh, let's, let's just, let me just go this side. Like, let me just go that side or whatever. And it's just a big mental issue with, with, with him, man. Like, it's all, it's all in his head. Like, a lot of these things are all in his head. And that's why we just, well, I was going to say, that's why we have to get rid of it. But it looks like he's signing a new contract. So, it's where it is, man. But, yeah, it, I just knew De Gea wasn't going to save a pen. Did you see the video of Casemiro? That's what Casemiro was basically trying to say to him. I'm, not, yeah. like, I'm glad that Casem- like I'm glad that that video was there because when I was watching, I was like, "What's wrong with the hell? Why isn't he lively?" Like, and then I'm looking at his legs. I'm like, "It's slow. You're not sharp. Whatever." Casemiro was saying, "Bro, be lively, bro. Like, be bounce about. Be confident. You have to be more confident than you have to. Yeah, even if you're not, you have to fake. You have to fake confidence so you make the guy who's taking the pen scared. Like, like this guy is hundred percent gonna save my pen, and then that's when people start changing size and stuff like that or whatever but the hair looked like a sheep in the goal and it was just super easy it was super easy for all of the Brighton players and if they hit the target in my head I was I was literally saying on the TV that all the Brighton players need to do is just hit the target and they're going to score and that's fucking shocking man hey man the gear went the gear went what 0 for 7 and <laughs> we still won <laughs> He didn't help out our penalty takers at all, bro. Jesus Christ. I mean, the penalties are literally stacked in the favour of the penalty taker. And at, so at the end of the day, if you save one, you're a hero. And the fact of the is the fact he's getting nervous. I mean, he's still he's still doing that stupid shit where he has the flipping which way the penalty taker goes on his war, war, war bottle. Like, he just can't remember, remember that shit in his head. But it's, it's just whatever, man. I mean... He's just perfect. But at least we got through. We have a date with Man City in the final, June 3rd. Um, I, I know it's about six weeks away, but what do you think about all Manchester final at Wembley? Um, the potential to stop them getting a treble if Real Madrid haven't done that already? Yeah, we... we bro. All I know is that, like, I, I don't trust this team um, to rise in one of these big games against Manchester City. Like, had it been maybe another uh, anybody else, I would say, cool. But I just don't really trust this team. Because um, mentally, yeah, again, as I said, like, a lot of these players are shot. And once you we go 1-0 down, it just seems like a wrap for me. Um, but... We'll we'll see, man. We'll see. I just don't trust. I feel like we're gonna get packed in. 
Have we um, ever beaten Man City in a Wembley game? Uh, community Shield 2011. Hey, bro, that that game, that game, that game was lively. Still, that was hey, the yeah, Nani gave me the clinic of my life in that game. Uh, so. Yeah, bro. Nani was moving wicked. Bro, that move with cleverly really yeah, not does anyone, like... does anyone remember who made the error for Man City's first goal in that game? The the hell. <laughs> Guess who made the error for the second goal? <laughs> hey, hey, look, look. That, that was twelve fucking years ago. That was twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, I was still a teenager. So, bro has been making mistakes since I was a bloody teenager. It's mad. Bro, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what the maddest thing is yet? If if you it, like, there was a clip that that was going around Twitter the other day of the second goal, yeah. And I I tell you right now, it was exactly like Kepper. Jeko shot. The hair didn't even move until the ball was halfway towards him. And I said, "This guy, <laughs> this guy, I, I can't believe, you, I can't believe back then." I, I was like, "Yeah, this is just um, teething pains, like." Yeah, he, he he'll be calm. He'll 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 get stronger in that. Like, I I definitely yeah. was along that. But Fergie sold us the dream, though, man. Fergie's like, yeah, bro. Was, they they were still they were starting to leak with the press. Yeah, once he bulks up, he's trying to bulk up and that and get used to the English game. That's how they were targeting us, bro. <laughs> this guy now, all now, twelve thirty years later, this guy still ain't bulked up, dickhead. Oh man, but um, anyway, that is a long time wait. With now we don't have Europa League, um, so essentially it's just Prem all the way until the end of the season. I mean, but we still somehow have a Thursday game. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Spurs away, who have sacked their interim manager a month after they sacked their permanent manager. Bro, how do you get fired from a job you don't even have? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean. I just I I don't understand that club anymore. I I don't I, I don't know what's going on at Spurs, but we're going away to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, we've not lost there yet. Um, t- two wins and a draw. Um, what do you think's going to happen? Do you think we're going to get done in by a new manager bounce or what? The new manager has CTE, by the way. So. <laughs> what? Are you saying De Gea and Mason are going to have a CT off, yeah? There's a once in a lifetime, The Rock versus John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, if you go Lloris is in goal, we have a chance. I don't... I mean, the way he was talking after the game, it, it, it looks like he... No, he I think, he, I think he's out. Yeah, I think, I think that's a bad injury. Um, yeah, it's a mid-off, man. Like, we're going to see it's the battle of the mid. Uh, see what, what, what we can run, man. It's just... It's, I'd be fuming if we don't win, but how could Tottenham let everyone eat except for us? That's how it goes, man. All these teams, bro. Like all these, all these teams let everyone eat apart from us, bro. So we'll see. Like, what was the the other game? Fucking who's Carl Walker Peters play for again? Southampton. Southampton. So Southampton. That guy against us. This guy fucking savage. That was day, bro. Against us, bro. Bro, against us, he's moving wicked. Who's this? Other day against Arsenal, he was getting moved to, bro. Um, Carl Walker Peters. Carl Walker Peters. Yeah. 
Uh, idiot, man. Hey, have, you lo- hey, hey, have you man seen this picture that Bruno's wife just uploaded on Instagram, bro? No. <laughs> uh, of him in an ankle boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my fucking I, bro, I tried to tell you, man, bro. Bro, I, fam, I told them that his ankle... Is gonna it's gonna be a bad thing. He's gonna need uh, codeine to hey, get bro, his, his ankle looks like you know when you leave like skittles in like sun and like it starts melting and shit like that. That's what his <laughs> ankle looks like this morning. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've just seen it as well. So let's see what is gonna happen with him on Thursday. But I mean, with Spurs, by the way, only four teams have conceded more goals than Spurs have this season. Um, and that's Leeds, Leicester, Forest and Southampton. Um, defensively, they're shocking. They let in five goals in 20 minutes against Newcastle yesterday. Um, I mean, is it a thing of, are we going to get intimidated again? In a Well, I, I say a big game, but it's big only in terms of they're close to us. Um, we just need to win. If we win this, top four is guaranteed. That's it. Like, uh, like sometimes it's just like, like, bruv, we don't need to overcomplicate things. Players win this, top four is guaranteed. Like, simple as that. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, so I, I don't expect us to lose, if I'm being honest, man. Like, it, that, that motivation should be enough. Um, I do think we've got a bit part squad and it's all fucked up. Everybody's injured. But, bruv, they're going through mental problems. So, they're going through their own thing. So, I'm trying to say they're going through whatever they're going through. So, this would be the time, even though, you know, we're in a red zone and there's injuries, where we can actually capitalise while they're going through whatever they're going through off the back of uh, a huge loss as well. Um, talk, Speaking about top four, um, we have two games, in, two games in hand. That's against Brighton and Chelsea. Um, the Brighton one will be played um, ne- the week after Spurs, so 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 the, so next week. Um, Li- Liverpool are facing West Ham, if I remember correctly. Um, so essentially, West, Ham, we, West, Ham, West Ham's in a bit of form now, you know. Yep, they've that they've done really well. They beat um, Ghent, beat Bournemouth very well, um, drew to Arsenal. So, uh, uh, but now they, it feels like they're clear relegation, so they might just hone it in after that. Plus, they have the, the Europa League to probably be concerned about. Um, but yeah, right now, we're six points ahead of Spurs with two games in hand. Eight points ahead of Villa with two games in hand. Nine, nine points ahead of Liverpool with, with a game game in hand. And on the same points as Newcastle with a game in hand. So, if we do beat Spurs, do you think that is top four wrapped up considering um, the fixtures we have to come as well? Yeah, 100%. How many points do you think we need to confirm top four in terms of, of like, just like cut, cut I think we, no one catches I, us? I think we need, and I think we need two wins or one draw. So, uh, sixty-six so, points. Sixty-six points gets in. Yeah. Cool. Um, predictions for Thursday. <sighs> Fucking hell! Two no to us. Reams. Boy, now that Bruno ain't playing, <laughs> nil nil. Hey, I'll take, I'll take a no no. Um, and then on the Sunday we have Aston Villa, who obviously beat us in the 
Oh my god, that might, that might be the hardest game we got left to play. You know, do something right. They're fucking fire. They're firing right now. Yeah, they got a last minute equaliser versus Brentford on the weekend away from home. Um, I believe they still have the third best form. They might. I'm not sure how far behind they are. Um, Arsenal now with their three draws, but um, they might. So they're second or third in terms of form since Emery has come in. Um, it's at home though. Um, we usually do well there. Um, it's two o'clock kickoff. What do you think about that game in terms of like is that a game where we should be more wary about dropping points? I think I think Villa might do us, bro. That team, that team's active. I think they might do us, and I just don't get what our Villa playing on Thursday. Like, I don't get why the fuck. Like I just don't get why we're doing this Thursday. Sunday team for the prom. Um, let me check. In fact, Villa, Villa are playing tomorrow. Yeah, they're they're fucking about. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're, 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 they're playing what tomorrow. The f- what the fuck? How does that? Like, oh, like oh, oh yeah, this this yeah, prom tomorrow anyway. They're playing yeah. against us. <laughs> Villa are playing tomorrow. Liverpool Wednesday. Uh, Newcastle are on the Thursday with us as well. Um, but yeah, um, Reams, what about you in terms of Villa? What do you envisage happening there? Are we home or away? Home. Oh, shit, yeah, 1 0. 1 0. As long as we don't let the Jamaican score, I'll be all right. <laughs> Why? Why are, are you beefing your your country man, bro? I'm not from there, but <laughs> I'm from Antigua. <laughs> um, I um, Ten Hag. I just with injuries. Ten Hag said he hoped to have Varane back for the FA Cup final, which makes it seem like he's essentially touch and go for the rest of the season. Um. In terms of in terms of that, would you continue with Shaw and Lindelof at centre back? Hundred percent. I'm liking Dallo at right back as well. Um, what he, what he could help us in terms of progression because Shaw is amazing at progressing the ball, but he could only use one foot. Dallo could use both his feet just as comfortably as the other. So that actually really gives us a new dimension in build up. And obviously, Wambisaka every now and again decides to turn into flipping I don't know Garincha. So. <laughs> So I like I'm liking that fullback pairing right now. I can't lie. Um, yeah, and also having Dallo in the team for flipping set pieces, like we lose out so much, like in terms of aerial drills when he's not playing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do lack aerial now with Varan uh, with Varan out. Yeah, we, we need yeah. Dallo to start. You can't have flipping Malassia, Shaw, and Lindelof, bro. I mean, Shaw, how 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 tall is that Dallo again? Is he six one? He's six, he's six about six one. Yeah, because apparently Shaw's six six or one as well. Shaw's what? Yeah, apparently I mean, Shaw. Way... Is... <laughs> apparently I mean, he's, Shaw's... Way big, he's way bigger than Lisandro, but I didn't think he was six one. Yeah, apparently he's like six foot six, six one. He looks like a small. Dallo looks like a tall six one. Shaw looks like a small six one. Yeah, I mean it. That is one of the most confusing things where like he regularly like. Like if you search his height, it's regularly like six foot six one. It's really weird. This but, is like an I... under Herrera thing when under Herrera is like six one as well, but it didn't look like yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just weird, man. Because me, I, I would think that Marshall looks way taller than Shaw, but I think he's probably a bit small, 
smaller. According to football reference, Shaw is taller than Dallow by one and a half inches. Yeah. <laughs> Broke. Like, that's the thing. Like, people, for some, like, in, term, in terms of what I've seen, Shaw on paper is always tall, but he doesn't look tall at all. At all, it's bro. So weird. It's so weird. Um, but yeah. Let's get into some listeners' questions to finish off. Um, I saw one. Yeah, ah, this is one from Joshua Ojasena. Um, from what we've witnessed throughout the season, what exactly is Ten Hag's preferred playstyle, and how far can it actually take us competing for Champions League, etc.? I don't think we've 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 had the benefit of seeing it consistently. Like I see we've seen, oh yeah, he likes the fullbacks to tuck inside, sometimes make a free, um and like push everyone up. But I I just don't feel I feel like what he's done is he's assessed the players, assessed the technical level, and I think he's just tried to play each game as it is. Um so I don't think we've we've actually seen uh He's consistent playing style, in my opinion. Well, especially attacking wise, anyway. Um, I feel like, you know, um, build up play is like cool. So, like, from the first to the second third, it's like, all right, cool. I see like what you're trying to do. I just don't think the players have been able to execute it well. Um, in terms of like final third and offensively, what do you think like is Ten Hag's like? ultimate blueprint and vision I, I feel like he he wants like uh he, he wants to build from like he's he's striker so he he definitely needs a, like he wants a physical hold up player who could bring his uh other like attackers into play um and then just like underlap underlapping fullbacks um to also maintain the press and maintain possession um I think that's probably like how he'd ideally like to play, um, press high, um, and um, yeah, win the ball up high. But yeah, just I don't know. Like like Reeves mentioned earlier on, the, we have like some weird press where the attackers press and then um, yeah, it's just a myth from there. Um, so f- following on from that, thank you, Joshua. Naya Zeki asked, pulling yourself in Ten Hag's shoes and considering everything about him, like his talent ID and his choices with rotating, what do you think is planning for the squad in terms of transfers and squad, the squad com- com- composition? Um, well, I think he wants a certified centre forward, as, as we mentioned. I think he wants to increase, um, obviously, the technical quality in midfield in terms of like having a first-phase midfielder, someone that could turn and dribble. I think we've seen lots of reports of that. I was hoping that he was also urgently on the market for a goalkeeper as well. But now that we've seen the news that broke earlier to, earlier this hour, I'm starting to panic. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I'm panicking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, um, I, th- I think he was a right back as well. You know, like I think he. I don't yeah, know. If he's, he's I don't know if he's not. Able, I don't know that. if he's not rocking with Wan Bissaka. If he's not rocking with Dallo, but he definitely. We've we've been on we've been seeing lots of reports of right. Would you not take Masrawi? I would love him. I would love him. I, 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 he, he converted, didn't it? I, I'll take him. He converted I would, from a right winger to a right back, innit? 
Um, I yeah, I think he was playing centre mid or. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I think he was playing centre mid, but I, I can't remember exactly. But I know he was further up. But yeah, I I definitely take him. Yeah, I was he's, saying not, he's from, not getting any minutes at Bayern anymore, and he's been complaining about it. So. Yeah, I, I was saying from last summer. We need. I was saying from last season. We need to get him. He's perfect. Like in terms of his his ability, like. Anything you want in a in a fullback, final third, second second phase, first phase, defensively, and he's good, and he's quite tall as well. Defensively, like fam, he's perfect. And he already has a good relationship with Anthony as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he can also play left back as well, very easily if needed to as well. So I I feel like he'll he'll be a great signing, but I'm not sure if he does leave. Um, because that'll be mad if. They got rid of Gravenberch and Maserari because apparently Gravenberch wants to leave and United are interested in that. Even with Gravenberch, yeah, like, you know, if United are interested, I expect him to be a main United player because, listen, Ten Hag, like, if you're going to go for your players, I don't want to see you get turfed. If I see you get turfed, 100% <laughs> you have to go. Like, there's no way, like, you can get. If Gravenberch turfs him, I want to know at the door. There's something that we don't know. Like, I need him at the door. So, yeah, like, was there, his son should be rocking with him, innit? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, your son should be rocking with you. I don't like that. Is a that that's nothing. So if we if we actually are in for him, then I expect him to be a main United player. What do you think about this Graven Birch link? In terms of, do you think what do you like? Do you think it's like one of the best options out there, or? I'm, I'm not well versed. I, I, I think in it might be like the seventh list. best option out there. Yeah, see, yeah, like, I, there's some prem boys that I'm looking at, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I need. But you guys will probably know more. Yeah, like Gavin Birch is he's a profile player. Like you look at him, his profile speaks to you. But when you actually see him, it's like you could be, you can do a, a lot more. And I don't, even though he's good, I feel like he's someone that would need to. He, he 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 would need to be helped along, and I'm not sure people would give him that patience. What what about you, Reams? Well, in terms of Gravenberg, yeah, I think if we got like a Romeo Lavia and a Gravenberg, I think I might could be able to stomach that. <laughs> Fair enough. But I I, I would I, I would say Gravenberg as a as like our main centre mid signing. Would be underwhelming, but it's a big, big upgrade on flipping Ericsson and Fred. So, yeah. at least, at least, um, here's my thing, right? I don't think you have to get like the best sentiment on the market to improve the team. You have to get a good one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Casemiro is one of the best DMs in the world. You have Bruno, one of the best creative midfielders in the world. Just get someone who's comfortable getting the ball on the half turn and progressing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be flipping... It doesn't have to be Chavi. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if we want to go out and get the best available, goalkeeper and striker, we have to get whoever the best available is. Yeah. If not, get me Dominic Solanke. <laughs> this I hear you. He, not, I hear you on the... not seeing the, the vision, bro. You're on his payroll, bro. I've seen <laughs> others. You're on his payroll, bro. I, I hear you on uh, the central midfielder. It's all about the profile. You don't have to get the that that, that makes perfect sense. Like if if especially if we were saying, all right, cool, we're gonna believe in this coach and his system is his system. They were saying, all right, cool, this this central midfielder, you need to be able to be good on a half turn and bring the ball out. 
Like, if you're good at that, then it can run. So, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, this one is from Dissonomics. This, this, this is a nasty question, but I'm going to ask it. Um, he said, assessment on Casemiro this season. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe <laughs> <laughs> He's been looking real Bengali since February. I can't, I can't yeah. even lie. Bruh. I just think he's had a 50-50 season, man. I think he, I think he's, some, he's had some really good games. He's had some really poor games, but unfortunately, like, bro is in Old Trafford trying to live his dreams. He's like, you know what? Really and truly, I wanted to be a creative midfielder. So here's what I'm going to do. You, man, send me the ball. And I'm just going to try this thing first time. And if it don't work, I'm going to try it again still. What's because, hilarious yeah, is every true. single midfielder we have at this club is a final third midfielder. Even the DMs, yeah, yeah. even McTominay and, and Casemiro, they're all final third midfielders. Final <laughs> bro, nobody wants to play in that first phase, bro. That's bro, where get the them the ball in and around the box. They're making something happen, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that first phase is scary, bro. That's where you get slips, bro. You end up like Jorginho, just get him <laughs> on the poster. <laughs> nobody um, wants that pressure, man. I can't believe our, our our midfield just plays like it's FIFA, man. They just all just go up. There's no DM. They just all hey, go up. Hey, listen, no DM. Don't send me the ball, bro. It's, it's scary out there. It's, it's scary, bro. Um, H- Hendrix with three X's asked, does Anthony have a potential to become, to become an elite winger given the last few games? He needs to do what I said last week. Stop trying to shoot, bro. Stop trying to score. Bro, you need to become a creative player. As soon as he becomes a more creative winger, I think he's got potential. Every time he does those little drive and he goes well plus one player, it's so bait that he's gonna shoot. Reverse the ball like you did the other day. Just keep like just be more creative. If he becomes more creative, the goals will come and I think he'll be a, a better asset to the team. And that's down to Ten Hag anyway, bro. Like Ten Hag needs to like slap his head. Like again, this is one of your other sons. If your son keeps wilding out and you're not patting it, then both of you's got to go. Um, hey, hey, listen. When the mod comes next season, <laughs> putting him under pressure, we'll see what he's made of. Oh, yeah. perfect, man. That's yeah, that's great. So yeah, a mod comp today, and I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, I can't wait, bro. There's an a new, there's a new mod comp every game, bro. Every day, bro. Leaves. You built this shit. I'm not asking for any flowers in it. I'm not asking for any flowers. Leaves built this a mod, a mod comp situation, brick by brick. With my bare hands. Yeah, bro. Um, and last question from ZS underscore London. Um. Where does De Gea's midweek performance rank amongst his worst for the club? Hey, man, listen. Losing 3-0 and contributing to all three goals is a special performance. It's special. Bro? Bro. That might, this might be up there. Have, also <laughs> gone, have you gone back to look at the, the goals he conceded against Liverpool as well? Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I, can't, that, I, can't, like, I can't revisit that. I'm sorry, bro. Um, bro. The goals he conceded there, I think that one might be worse. Bro, oh, this is close. Uh, the uh, FA Cup semi final against Chelsea during the bubble. Oh, bro, e- bro, that even look at the first goal. Oh, my days. Like, he should save it and just took, bro. But I'm, um, fam, there was a 10 minute comp of the hair's mistakes. No, <laughs> have you seen the upgraded one? It's 20 yes. minutes. 20 minutes. 
20 minutes, 20 bro. 20 minutes. I, I sat down and watched it, yeah. There were a few things that were a bit of a stretch. Yeah, a few that were, like, dubious. But some of them were just normal goals, yeah. Yeah, some, mo- some, some of them were, like, oh, but, fair enough. But, but most of them are legit. Like, the thing is, yeah, it was split into sections. There was a section for bad claims from crosses, bad passes, bad shot-stopping, bad sweeping. I'm thinking... That's what you usually see of a comp of a, of a player's highlights. They usually split into like, oh, did, did, look, look at his good passing, look at his good it's dribbles, good look at his good goals. Oh my days! Like, just looking at that at that one, I think, fam, the Bar- the Barcelona one in eighteen nineteen as well, where yeah. he let that yeah, messy he goal finished us that game as well. Oh. Finish us. The thing is as well with 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 the hair is what people don't understand. Yeah, imagine being a, a manager and we we've prepared something all week, right? And we're in the game, and a player just makes a mistake. People don't understand how mentally draining that is for the other players to then pick up everybody and just like go again. Like it's so difficult when. Like a like a like a, a goal like that just goes in for everybody. It's like it's just insane, and I think um, like De Gea wouldn't be at any other club in 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 let's say you know the current top four. Like they would have got rid, or let's say like the traditional top six, like Liverpool would have got rid because they did eventually. Arsenal, same thing with Leno. Leno previously had just been bought, bruv. Like. Fucking yeah. hell, before that, fucking they had Martinez. They were chopping and changing goalkeepers and they just, they done their thing with Ramsdale. Fucking Kepa was bought, then they just bought Mendy. Uh, Chelsea did that and then bend Mendy back off for Kepa. Like, people are trying to figure out the goalkeeper situation. And here comes Man United extending De Gea, the guy that keeps costing us uh, games and points or whatever. It's just insane. Um. In, in my head, I was thinking I've nar- I, I narrowed it down to Sevilla from midweek, Brentford earlier this season because he was at fault for at least two or three goals, and then the FA Cup semi final with Chelsea, which rank those three. I'm I'm going I'm going just the Sevilla thing, then Chelsea, then Brentford. What about you, Reams? Um. Sevilla, <laughs> Chelsea, Brentford as well, yeah. Uh, I guess what, guys? He's. I, I think. I, I think even after he signs signs a new contract, he. I think he still might be the highest paid keeper in the league. Fuck it. He's gonna be on two hundred racks. How much is how much is Allison on? I I don't think he's on more than two 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 half. He better not be the highest paid keeper in the league, man. I'm I'm doing some investigating. Who was the last high-profile pe- keeper to get signed to this league? Um, high-profile. Was Edison and Allison high-profile or were they under the radar? That was a while ago, though. Allison yeah, was in like, 2018. To be fair, that was his first season as a proper star at Roma, even though he should have started over Chesney from time. But he wasn't high-profile. High he just had an amazing season. That's a good Edward Mendy won't be on 200. No, nope. I don't think he was high-profile, though. No, he wasn't high profile. Um, 
So profile, I'm gonna. Allison is on a hundred fifty k a week. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Bruno, um, the girl should be on less than that. It should be on a hundred bags a week. Yeah, hundred percent. And and the only reason why he should be on hundred bags is for legacy purposes because like he was good at one point. Um, Kepa's on hundred fifty, hundred ninety. Kepa's on hundred and ninety, and he got signed for seventy million. Yeah, which is which makes sense. Um, I, I think I think Daya should be on commission. Yeah, commission. You keep a clean sheet, then yeah, that's that's ten bags. Ten bags. Uh, this is ten bags today. Hey, remember when yeah, Mido signed that contract? Pays you. Oh yeah, <laughs> like one bag. You just want you just wanted a chance. You should be on that yeah. Mido contract. Yeah. Um. If he. It, essentially, he'll be taking like he'll, he'll be half, half in his wage, and it will probably still be the highest paid keeper in the league because Edison's on a, a 180k apparently. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, How much is Ramsdale on? Ramsdale won't be on that much. I think it's probably like, on 100 bags, or maybe even less, you know. He is on 61k apparently. Yeah, that's, see, that's a great Arsenal. I also got their team pattern. Yeah, we need to grow the hair. <laughs> they need to figure out this thing, man. I want to see 150 bags. I don't want to see but after the gator takes this pay cut. Who's going to be our highest paid player? Sancho and Varania. Why, me? I tell you, Sancho, Varane, Sancho, Varane, and Casemiro. Casemiro, and when this when this Rashford new contract lands, yeah, he's going to be yeah, nice. Ra- Rashford. Yeah. I need that 700 bags, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Seven hundred bags, bro. Oh man! Plus commission as well. Plus commission, bro. Russia's gonna eat, bro. That's why he he might be waiting for Qatar so he can get the. Oh my days! I want I want to get his bag, but I just remember that Dwayne's gonna get 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 a food as well. That bag, (laughs) my head is gone. Bro, he is gonna be tapping, bro. He's gonna have the new MacBook. I'm not trying to see Dwayne MacBook. He's gonna have the new MacBook, bro. He's gonna write. He's gonna write a whole novel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk, bro. Hey, seven hundred bucks. Anyway, that was the last question. Thank you for all your questions. Um, yeah, I mean the games keep coming. I mean it, it should slow down, but I mean, oh, man. Uh, anyway, when I find whoever was managing that fax machine at Madrid, when I catch them. <laughs> Oh my god! Wait till I catch the fax machine operator, man. That that might be my, the best thing Madrid's ever done in their career, in their whole history, bro. Like, is that fax machine thing? Bro, I, I was listening to the United Athletic podcast, and they basically they were saying that Madrid will blame United, United will blame Madrid. Apparently, Madrid, yeah. <laughs> because, because apparently, uh, Madrid like pulled out last last second of like. Fuck this! I did like Madrid said that yeah, United didn't send the paper through in time, so that mean Navas was at the airport crying. Um, the hair turned turned up to the Spain national team with tears in his eyes and stuff, shit like that. Game's crazy. Hey, man. Madrid were trying to bump us. They were sending Navas our way, but true say would have been better than just the hair. I don't even know. Navas has been look has, has looked a bit spooky. In the Premier, now I can't even. He's, lie. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, come on, man. He's he's no, but at that point, bro, he won Real Madrid <laughs> bare Champions Leagues with the saves. Yeah, at that point, I would have taken him, bro. I don't know, man. Claudio Bravo won a champ champs as well. 
Prem Speaky, bro. Ter Stegen Prem... was in goal for that whole run. Oh, yeah, he was. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got me still. You got me. You got me, <laughs> you got me still. Um, but yeah, that's another week of Wugga. Hope you enjoyed. Man, make sure to get in on the action. Hashtag touchdown for backers. Peace. Peace out. Love. Sports Social Podcast Network.